Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws... Well, they both look pretty badass, and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at AssaultLimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3 eqip.com a3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion a lip balm a hair conditioner honestly anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3 eqip.com proceed with caution all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. And we're back. Back to back. Hopefully this one doesn't lead to end of world government blowing up, burning the motherfucker down and building from scratch. Yes, if you haven't gone into a deep depression in the last week from the last podcast, uh, oh, glad you're able to come back. Now we're going to grab you, we're going to grab you, and we're going to pull you back out of that hole. Uh, Hopefully. Maybe? So, maybe. <laughs> so I know we got, a, um, we got some good response back from the surround yourself with, you know, good people. Pause. One second. I need to follow up with aaron's podcast to stop stretching oh okay i need and i should have done this let's on take, last let's week's. take a few minutes i should have done this on last week's up, yeah but i forgot to so i agree wholeheartedly on what aaron is talking about and what he's coming across with stretching with your workout right where i want to add a caveat a, a p.s on what he's saying is he needs to be sensational to sell books, right? So he's saying, stop stretching, period. There's no time to, there's no good time to stretch. I That's technically not think, what he's doing. Doesn't seem like it. No. So what I think is, I think that stretching prior to a workout can cause damage. Stretching after a workout right after a workout, doesn't necessarily have any benefits. Where I think that stretching does have a benefit, and this is just me with my knowledge of the, of the human body and just using common sense, right, is stretching as a separate activity before bed would pull apart the tissues that are tight. It would turn off the muscles that are tense. It would do a lot of things that we need to do 
And then you would go to bed where you're doing all of your rehab anyways. So if you're, if you were to stretch, get rid of a lot of the tension, open up the muscle uh, fibers for new fresh blood, and then you go to sleep and then you sleep. So all those fresh regenerative forces can get into the muscles to repair. I feel like that's when it would be imperative or, or beneficial to be stretching. So I, I just wanted to, I wanted to add that as a caveat as not don't stretch ever, just especially don't stretch static stretch right before a workout. That's it. Yeah. And I think that's where he was coming from is don't static stretch. But he also talked a lot about muscle activation, which I've been trying and it's been really working. So what he had talked about is the percentage of, cause I used to do a ton of decompression, but that's kind of a smaller percentage now versus the muscle activation he was talking about. So I did go through, yeah, some of his videos and some of the, the muscle activation I'm doing. So I took it back, digested it and be like, okay, here's, here's a set of muscle activation activities that really help, you know, areas where I struggle in, especially like lower back, you know, hips. Um, and it's really been working great. Good. But then, you know, correspondence to the, you know, I've really kind of structured my diet a little more with getting nutrition out of a lot of meat, a lot of red meat, and, she said. and a lot of fruits versus, you know, having a ton of vegetables and good meat protein. It's just basically more meat, fruits, and then, you know, vegetables is kind of the third on that list. So, so yeah, it's kind of like learning everything. It's not, I was... I think Mind Pump had a really good uh, podcast because uh, I wouldn't mind getting Zuby. If Zuby would ever be open to, you know, hopping on. You ever follow Zuby at all? No. Uh, Zuby Music. He's a rapper. that has like a deadlift record, but he's also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen. Yeah, I know who he is. Pretty cool dude. Pretty uh, articulate guy. And they had him on and it's just talking about, because Mind Pump uh, is also, it's just about working out. These are three old gym owners that got on this podcast. and they had. They had this uh, discussion, talked about people that hopped on like these fad diets and just clung on them and then move on to the next one. It's, it's, it's more, it's not a healthy lifestyle. It's more of a cult. It's kind of like, you know, people that hop on the, oh, it's CrossFit or no fit, right? You know, that then you become really cultic versus you kind of take what, like for us, is taking a little bit of what, you know, Yogi Aaron said and applying it to here and taking a little bit of what we learned about dieting, applying it here. Eventually, you kind of patch in this lifestyle that's like, oh, this works and this doesn't work, and this works and this doesn't work for me, and then boom, you're you're kind of building this as you get older and adjusting it as you go, and that's a long-term lifestyle. So, agreed. Okay. So it rolls well, we into what we're, rolls we get... into what we're talking about this okay. week. So we we had talked about in the surround yourself with you know good people podcast is that's one part of you know being the quote 2023 new year's resolution and how how do we how do we better ourselves and you know i know we talked about it uh, okay what are we going to do to follow that up is like well for me it's on the business side i've always used 5s and 5s has been a thing that's been successful 100 percent of the time everywhere i've gone and even with this new industry that i've been in have applied it now even our you know international company our headquarters is like oh hey we're flying out in march and we want to go do the same thing with our our other divisions and you know i'm going to be going along on a couple of those uh those audits as well and tell us about 5s 5s is, is easy it's it's simple so you don't have to be you don't need a degree for it so a little background on it how it began is really um if everybody's heard about Lean Six Sigma, if you've looked at, you know, jobs and they're like, oh, this guy's a green belt or black belt, you know, really, I really don't care. Belt's a belt, you know. Wait, you there's a belt system? For Lean Six Sigma. There is? Yeah. Oh, but I did. I was unaware. Yeah. So, yeah, you could be, if you're looking for a job as a, a quality or continuous improvement director, they're asking you, are you a white belt or green belt or, you know, black belt, you know, Six Sigma. And it's, it's nothing, you know. Just the longer time you've spent. Yeah, it's just, just a title. Got it. So 5S is 
five S are what's also called the five pillars. So this is foundational for what you need to get started. You know, when you get into lean, it just it can get really, really complicated, and it doesn't need to be. And what we're doing is we're applying those same principles to our life. So the background is, in Japan, there used to be a company that used to make uh, uh, looms, right? Work with textiles, looms. Looms that that, and a loom is a um, weave. It weaves. Yeah. Fabric, weaves, right? Yep, fabric Got creates it. fabric. And that company eventually evolved into what's now called Toyota. Oh. So Toyota did not start out as a, a car manufacturer. It started and Lamborghini out as a, started out with tractors. Yeah, exactly. So, and when they put the, started manufacturing cars, they were really um, strung on, well, okay, what's, what's the most value added? What's the most efficient way to build the best quality cars and be able to do that? in such a large number, basically mass produce it, but have the highest quality, which is why a lot of people look at, well, Toyota and Lexus are, well, these are high quality vehicles. Well, it's not because just the vehicle's high quality, it's because the process going into those vehicles is consistent and it's high value. Yeah, if you, if you, think, about, if you think about if you're building a brick wall, right, mm-hmm. and you just kind of slap the bricks in and you know, four or five rows of bricks up, you would barely be able to tell the difference, right? But if you had a 20-foot-tall wall and the brick three bricks up, the row is kind of shitty, it's going to then build, and it's going to be more shitty and more shitty and more shitty. So if you were to actually pay attention and slow down and make each brick that you lay perfect, just like in a production of an automobile, if, you're, if each panel goes on correctly, if each tolerance in every valve in the motor is 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 within a tighter tolerance than some, you know, yeah. loopy diesel that sounds like it's going to fucking fall apart. If all of the different things done correctly, and I don't want to say perfectly, but as, as good as you can to a, to a very high standard, then that adds together to make a very strong wall or a very uh, healthy, uh, strong automobile. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the engineering and the, the process of manufacturing that goes behind it. You know, for example, if you look at, you know, like uh, Toyota or Lexus, uh, when they were made in uh, Japan and Canada, none of the doors would be outside. They would never have where you go from one building to another building and put moisture on these unprotected, you know, panels or, you know, components. And if, um, you know, back in Janesville, Wisconsin, when you had GM plants there, they had racks and racks of these doors, but guess what? They were sitting outside in the elements. With no paint. Before they were yeah. putting paint on there. And then you wonder why a lot of the domestic manufacturers, guess what? They rust out. You one, know? Of my, one of my favorite stories about Toyota, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but I think it was a long, a long time ago, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop it out again. And uh, it was Toyota partnered with GM, I believe, to make a car. It might have been the Geo. Was it it Geo? No, it was older than a Geo. It might have been the Chevette. The Chevette? It was early. It was early. So Toyota partnered with GM, and GM being a a union shop, right, the only way that they were able to make this partnership was if it was union GM workers building it to Toyota specifications in America under union rules, okay? So they have this Toyota setup, basically assembly line, these Toyota specifications and GM workers um, in America. And the, one of the heads of Toyota comes to visit this assembly line where they're putting these cars together. And Toyota had this thing where it was basically a stop button and every station had a stop button. And if you hit that stop button, you stop the entire assembly line for the whole factory because you saw something that was wrong. Now that would cost, Sometimes, you know, $1,000 a minute or some insane amount of money if you hit that button. But the way that Toyota thought was, I would rather it cost me $1,000 for five minutes, for, you know, $5,000 for five minutes to figure out that this one panel is not going on properly than to put together 100 cars or 1,000 cars and this to cause millions of dollars of damage down the road, yeah. right? So they would hit this thing regularly. Something, got, something wasn't coming up right hit the button and figure it out. Well, these GM workers, these union GM workers 
were scared shitless. Like, I don't want to be the guy that stops the assembly line, right? Because they did not come from this, this um, lean manufacturing. They didn't come from this, this perfected um, creating a good product manufacturing. They were just slap the shit together and get it out as fast as they can. So this Japanese guy from Toyota comes and he's walking along the, you know, the big skywalks or whatever. And he, and he sees a guy kind of look up and he sees that there's something wrong. And the guys, and he's, and he says like, hit the button. And the guy, this guy's like, and he just keep working. He just keeps working. He's trying to like get these panels to fit together. Right. But they're not fitting together. Right. And he's like, hit the button. And finally he walked up and hit the button. And it was like, the guy could not physically get himself to stop the assembly line because he was like, I'll just make it work. I'll just, I'll, I'll throw it together. We'll get to the next one. We'll make it work. It'll be a little shitty, but somebody will fix it down the line. Right. And yeah. that's how you end up with a fucking Chevette. Yeah. Not a Lexus. Yeah. That's one of my favorite stories is like the guy, the American worker could just, he did not have it in his brain to understand that five minutes now will save you a million dollars in lawsuits later. Yeah. And how we were talking about the brick wall before and the mentality of, you know, being in lean is that if you build this brick wall and you're off one millimeter to a lot of people, well, that one millimeter is going to be nothing, right? Well, eventually that one millimeter after, you know, 3,000 rows of, of bricks is going to be, you have this crooked wall because it just exponentially gets bigger. So, and that's, that's how it is, is, is little tolerance or what, you know, we call it in, in the lean side as a positive tension. So, you know, the, the tension is so tight on the rope that basically the minute something's wrong, you feel the tension, you stop. And then you correct it right away. Where some people are loosey-goosey, if there's no tension on it, then it's like, you don't know what you're going to get. Your product uh, tolerance is going to be way off and nobody's going to know, you know, it's going to take a while to get to the root problem. So, so 5S, there's a lot of books out there. If you Google it, um, the closest thing to applying it to your life is written by, I think she's French, uh, Luciana Police uh, wrote 5S for your life, which basically underlying the, the phrase is procrastination, stop procrastination and start self-organization. Um, I use, I carry with me actually the Lean uh, 5S Pocket Guide. There's um, Lean Six Sigma, the Joy of Lean. You could find Forbes, Transformation Advisors, you know, New York Times, New York Post. All these places have written about 5S. It's, it's everywhere you can find. Um, what I really got into it was when I started getting into corporate, uh, I was a change leader. So one of the first books I read was by, uh, was Leading Change by Cotter. And that talks about setting a foundation. If you don't have a good foundation and a good structure, guess what? Your change is going to be null. There's no way to sustain it. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it before it gets, uh, gets too late. Let's go deep. So the 5S, everybody thinks is, is the American S. It's actually, no, these are Japanese words that, it, that start it. And sorry if I butcher it because I'm not Japanese. Um, first one is Siri. Not Siri, Apple Siri, it's S-E-I-R-I. It means to sort. And the second one is uh, Satan. Uh, I think it's Seton. <laughs> Hopefully it's not Satan. Not Satan. So it's S-E-I-T-O-N, which just basically means to straighten out. And then third one is Siso, S-E-I-S-O. That means shine. Fourth one is Sekitsu, which is means to standardize. Last one is Shitsuki. Shitsuki, <laughs> which, me, which, <laughs> which means to sustain, or in our case, it means the self-discipline portion, the long term. So, so out of these five, we'll start at number one is to sort, and that's what we had started talking about with you know sorting out the people that you surround yourself with. So here's where, well, let me let me back up a little bit and just say you know these are the tools we're giving you so that. These are the questions I get sometimes where it's like, well, I don't have any self-discipline. Well, if you don't have any self-discipline and you're not giving yourself a chance or giving yourself a structure, not even making an attempt to get to be disciplined. So these tools here, you know, sort, straighten, shine, and standardize are going to help you have that self-discipline. And if you, if you don't, if you're not able to do that after that, then it's, you're just making a choice not to do it. It's kind of like telling somebody it's like, Oh, you know, do you want to lose, you know, 95 pounds? 
okay, and then they give you every excuse that they can't do it. Well, then they just don't want to do it. This is like, the these steps right here are like the idea of, I don't want to go work out. All right, well, just put your shoes on. Just put your shoes on. I'm not making you go work out, but here, just I'm going to stand here and put your shoes on. That's what we're doing. We're giving you something to put your shoes on. And then after putting your shoes on, maybe you walk out the door and get in the car, or you walk out and start walking. And then after you've been walking, maybe you're going to start running, right? Like this is, that's what this is, is this is the initial, you have to have enough self-control to at least ask yourself these questions. Yep. And then after that, these steps will play themselves out. Yep. And sort is, is the number one thing. I mean, this is what a lot of people, you guys do this because after like, you know, 10 years in a house, what happens is. There's going to be a day where you go through your room and be like, yeah, there's all this crap. I just want to get rid of it and give it to Goodwill. No, for me, it's the day you trip over something in your garage. <laughs> and that you sets you trip off. trip and roll your ankle and be like, get rid of her. Just fucking this shit. is going to Goodwill. Okay. Yep. So, so this, is, this is basically the sort and you're applying it to your life. So in business, how I explain to people is, well, this is eliminating whatever is not needed by separating needed tools. So if I see a workstation at work, that somebody's using in manufacturing, I'll be like, okay, do you really need to have this humongous snap-on rolling tool cart? Or in this station, do you actually only need like a Phillips, a flathead, and, <laughs> you know, a 10 millimeter wrench, and that's it. So, so in Japan, you only see the tools you need in those specific areas, not anything that's unnecessary. And they have shadow boards to guarantee that and you a can shadow visualize. board is the board where it's outlined. The tool, it's outlined, the specific yes. tool is outlined, so you know it goes right back there. Yes. So they will not allow. I love so in that Japan, idea. they will not allow a snap-on rolling tool case because they will not allow drawers because you know what drawers do. Get put, piled up with shit. Yeah. They just accumulate with shit because everybody probably has a drawer in their house that just, I just has went shit through mine in this it. morning. You have a shit drawer. I have a shit drawer. Well, it okay. was a it was a shit tray. Okay. I went through my shit tray this morning. That's funny you said that. Yep, so I made it a point years ago to not have a shit drawer in the house because if you have a shit drawer, you're going to put shit in it. If you don't have it, then you're going to put it in the trash or you're actually going to do something with it. Uh... So in Japan, they don't, they will not allow drawers. So basically what you have is these shadow boards that have the tools there. And every week they audit to make sure that if when you're done using it, you don't leave it on the side of the machine. Which That's a, crazy. See, a lot of people do. They have to hang it up. So at the end of the day, when your shift is done, that shadow board is filled is back up and you'll know if something's missing. If something's missing, the next person comes in and be like, oh, that's what's well, a good idea, too, because then you're going to see like if a wrench gets left in a weird spot and could fuck up an assembly line, you exactly. know that the wrench is left because it's not a shadow spot. Exactly. So. So that's in the manufacturing. That's a business side. But on a personal side, it's what we had talked about in the last one, because the biggest thing is. You have to sort through your relationships and really think about, okay, is this relationship, um, and one of the, the things that I really like to use is when you look at people, look at, there's two types of people, right? Do you have friends that are investments or do you have friends that are bills? Why? Yeah. 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 hundred you know? percent. Because if you have friends that are bills, are, are they really your friends? Yeah. So, yeah, you have so to explain the difference between an investment and a, and a bill. By investment, hopefully you're not getting this as a financial thing in your head. No, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. As an investment, friendship. Yep. Yeah, when a, in a friendship that you invest in is one that you're getting more than just you know somebody to just hang around and do things with. You're being mentally challenged. These are people that challenge you to be better. You help them to be better. And, um, you know, whether it's physically in the gym, you get a lifting partner that helps push you, right? Versus the, you know, I always, it's always funny in New Year's, you always see the, the really big dude come in with the really wimpy dude because it makes that big dude feel better to have that wimpy dude to lift with. So you have to have a partner that challenges you to be better, to help that, hey, if it helps you to show up every day, that's basically a person that, hey, you're vested with. Okay, so that's an investment, whereas a bill would be somebody that you are just, just putting money, drain. you're just putting time into, and you're not getting anything yeah. out of. So like when I was in college, there's this one dude, 
that the only time he ever called me was when something was wrong with his car. And I swear every fucking weekend I'd be working on his car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. You I know, get it. and all of a sudden, you know, he's got something big going on and oh, he invites everybody else but you. So. All right. Yeah, I get that. So, and yeah, you can tell who the, who the people that are drains are. Um, we talked about that last time and sort through your material things. You know, this is, this is big because sometimes, uh, you know, it can go all the way to sometimes you think you have things that'll maintain your status. Maybe it's a car. Maybe you got to get rid of a car. I don't know. Why are you looking at me saying you got to get rid of cars? What are you no, saying? I'm thinking about myself because I have two vehicles right now. And there's some days I'm like, oh, okay, do I really need this? I'm actually. Yeah, I only have two times two. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's for each person. Oh, okay. So okay. yes. I'm not Good. saying there's a Japanese standards like, well, everybody must have one car. Oh, Just like everybody in China like should have one child. Every family or person? No, every person has to look at what their motives are. Okay. And if that brings you a certain sense of value, that's that's fine. Okay. But Fair. you should sort through your material things. Agreed. I have plenty of, you know, the closet is a good place to look where you're like, why I haven't worn that shirt in a mm-hmm. year. Why is it still hanging in my closet? I need to do that one of these days just because your your wardrobe changes and you're like, oh, I thought I bought that shirt thinking I would wear it all the time and I wore it once and didn't like it and I'm never going to wear it again. Why is it still there? Yeah. Or like exactly. I went in the other day, I had a Brewers shirt like a, and I don't go to fucking baseball games and I don't even, I don't even watch the Brewers. Yeah. I just had this shirt in case someday I had to go to a Brewers game for work and I'm like, oh, then I'll have a Brewers shirt. Why the fuck is that still there? Yeah. There's no reason for that to be there. And then two years later, you're like, well, I guess I haven't used this. Maybe that should be going in the goodwill pile. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and, and this, you know, remember, sorting out is something you just keep doing with the phases of your life changes. It's like um, this, this past weekend, my son went through his whole room and got rid of a huge garbage bag of stuff. And because, guess what? He's, there's some stuff that was great up until he was eight years old. Well, he's yep. 11 now. Yep. And we don't need to keep that in this closet. So kind of that, that shit drawer thing. So yeah, sort through your material things. Um, sort through your long-term financials. You know, if you have long-term financials, maybe you only have short-term financials. I don't know. So, but it's time to sit down and sort through stuff instead of just leaving it there. Or This, or, would, be like, this would be like looking at a budget again. Yeah. Looking at maybe re, you know, Looking re-looking at, at your allocation in your 401k, looking at how much you're saving versus your spending and kind of re redoing that regularly, right? Yeah, because a lot of people with long-term financials like to just set and forget. Well, can't really do that, especially in you know this day and age. So No, and people don't understand, right? So if you have a growth, well, whatever, we don't need to get into that. Just It's, it's in its own yeah. podcast yeah, on its 100%. own. So, but yeah, sort through your long-term financials. Know where your money's at. Know where your money is going in the next 5 to 10, 15, 20 years. Um, next one is sort through where where do you go? Where do you spend a lot of time? Um, you know, one thing that, you know, you said on a different podcast that I remember is like, yeah, I never thought that I'd do that, but I do. Is like when I leave the house, there's nothing that drives me more nuts than if I go over a road twice or leave the garage twice to go to the same path because I'm like, now I just wasted not just time, resources, when I just could have got it done in just one full sweep. I get picked on by some friends for my, like, efficiency thoughts. Like, well, why would I drive over there when I'm, I know I need to go over there tomorrow? Yeah, but that's 10, 20. Or why would I drive and look and see if they have that if I can just call and see if they have that? Yeah, 20, 10 to 30 to 40 to 50, 60 minutes of your time that you just wasted and add that up. You make 10 of those shitty decisions a week and that's, you know, five to 10 hours of your week. Yeah. And you'll have the people that you'll have the people that, that are, they're inefficient as fuck, right? Like they are that person. They need to go drive and see if they have it. They need to go three different trips to town to fucking, to buy three different things. And then these are the same exact people that will bitch to you about not having any time I know. to work out or any time to sleep or any time to meal prep. And there's no excuse because you got internet. You can check if that store has something before you leave. You don't really need to check in the store anymore. So, hell, you don't even need to go to the store anymore if you really want. But Right. That's another story. So, you know, sort through where the places that you go, 
not just to run your errands, but maybe it's the places you go, okay, where's the clubs that you go to? Where's the gyms that you go to? You know, what restaurants do you eat at? You know, kind of sort where you go so that you understand when you're going through your current schedule, you know, sort through your current schedule, how much of your time is value added and how much of it's non-value added. Um, Current disciplines and habits. That's a real easy one is how much time do you spend in front of the TV? How many, uh, what do you call it? Netflix specials, you know, are you glued to? Is it every Tuesday night for an hour? You know, is it a, you know, for me, it's, hey, on a Sunday, well, I sit down in front of the TV, all of a sudden you can blow, you know, three to six hours watching football if I wanted to and not get anything done. I wonder if there's an app and if there's not, somebody out here can design it or we'll fucking design it where you would write, you would, you would hit like wake up on the app, right? And then just once you hit wake up, the app is active and it knows that you're awake. Yeah. And then every hour it pings you and says, how did you spend the last hour? And you can say, you know, 60 minutes of driving, uh, 20 minutes of driving, 30 minutes of eating, whatever. And it just, and it just does it all day. And then at the end of the day you hit sleep, right? So then it knows that you're going to sleep. And then at the end of the week, it would say you spent 28 hours sleeping, you know, two hours pooping, four hours on Netflix. Yeah. Like, but it pings you to remember like, Oh fuck, what, what have I been doing for the last hour? Because anything that gets measured gets improved right we know that from any sort of business aspect if yeah. you measure it it's going to get improved yeah i don't know how an app would do that unless the person actually is entering their what they're doing unless ai is really that good well no because just you just you entering it right just it pinging you saying how did you spend the last hour and you putting in you know 20 minutes of this 30 minutes of this yeah that is going to make you improve or maybe we build an app that has gps and ai in it so that it knows if and maps out your house, so every time you take a shit, it starts the timer. <laughs> oh, that, that'd be dangerous. That'd be dangerous. Oh, you are in the backyard right now, or oop, you're in your couch for three hours. Oh my god, that would be tight. That would be a tight AI. But then you'd have to have it on you at all times. Yeah, that's the a other lot of thing. times when I'm home, I just set my phone on the counter. Hey, that's why you get a wearable. But you right? take it to the bathroom though. You definitely take <laughs> it to the bathroom. Well, that's why you get the whoop. The whoop. I know. I've been thinking about getting a whoop I or an aura ring. Stay away from the the wearables. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, habits. Keep going. Sorry. So sort through your habits. You know that that's a big thing. Is is what are things that you do? Uh, one big habit I see in our state, and I know different states, even like Texas. You know, everybody's got their freaking quick trip. And a lot of times in the morning when I'll drive past a quick trip or talk to people, everybody has this habit that they have to go to quick trip, and they get a coffee, and they get some kind of something to eat there whether it's a pastry or whether it's uh, one of the the hot things on the front that's full of dextrose and that's their morning every freaking morning that's a habit but how much do they spend on that habit every week how much time does that waste every week can they just buy a keurig you know i mean have you ever driven past a starbucks here on any given morning, there's yeah, always a freaking line, dude. People will wait in the drive through line instead of going in the fucking Starbucks. They'll wait 20 minutes in a line that you are locked into. You guys are unaware. Our Starbucks that we have here, once you go around the building, you there's no leaving. There's a stone wall on one side and a building on the other side. You're fucked. Yeah. And people will wait in that line for 25 minutes instead of pulling up and walking their lazy ass into the fucking store. Yeah. Coffee shops, man. They're just, they get lines in them. Even uh, at the farmer's market, there's a coffee shop in there. And uh, there's a line that's just, boom, going right down the hall. It's almost like caffeine's a drug. Mm, is Weird. it? I don't Weird. Know. I could ask you that. Oh, it's a fucking drug. Trust me. So, you know, what are your habits? And, yeah, if you start collecting the time, the resources that it takes to do those habits, now you got to sort through whether, okay, are those value add or non-value add? What could I replace those with? So write those things down, and those things, probably the non-value ones, are not going to get you to your goals. And one of the the things that I use, so if I get in a, a company or a new department or a new area, and I ask, okay, what's what's your process? That's what a majority of American companies don't have process. Believe it or not, I believe so, it. 100%. some of the biggest companies that you would think would be tight as shit in America. They don't have processes in no, place. No, it's just Bob does that. 
Well, yeah. what's the process for Bob to do that? I don't know. Bob just does it. Yes. What if Bob gets hit by a bus? Exactly. Well, I don't know. He's been here, you know, 30 years. Well, okay. You got it. It's, it's not a process unless you write it down. Yeah. And, you know, well, Bob knows how to tweak the machine just right. Well, okay. What does he do? Well, I don't know. He just tweaks it. And Bob it works. just does it. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's a thing called Value Stream Map. And, you know, I have a lot of post-it notes. And that's a lot of times how I organize things. So what a value stream map is. So if you took one day, or let's say to do a proper value stream map. So let's do a value stream map on Paul. It would be like, okay, Paul, what do you do Saturday and Sunday? That's your weekend. What do you do Monday through Friday? And we'll take each day and have a different color for each type of activity that he does. And we write down, okay, activity number one, he wakes up in the morning, takes a shit. This is all bathroom time. Boom, paste it up. And then we paste everything up from 5 in the morning or 4.30 whenever you wake up. Four. All the way to when you go to bed at, eight. you know, 8 o'clock. And you have a post-it note for every single activity you did. So when you get a day done, you look at it. So you paste this up on a wall. And this is what we do with the manufacturing process. Now you start going with uh, the person, or in this case, Paul, saying, okay, let's go through and see what are value-added items. Well, you do need to take a shit. But does it take you 30 minutes to take a shit? Because if it does, well, maybe we could just cut that down to 15 minutes. Maybe we need to up the fiber. Yeah, did you <laughs> up the freaking fiber. <laughs> or do you need to stop a quick trip to get this coffee? You know, no, you really don't need to. You take that down. So you work that all the way through the end of the day, and you take out all the non-value-added items, and you could supplement. At this point, you could be like, yeah, you don't need to go to quick trip, but the monetary value that you stop going to quick trip, you know, 240 days a year, you could buy a Keurig or you could just quit drinking coffee. You're a fucking psycho. Don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> so, so anyway, I guess the Keurig would be Paul's solution, but that's how you do a value stream map. So you just start ripping out all the non-value items in your life and you're left with a more efficient, streamlined, you know, value goal-oriented, you know, process through your week. So hold on. We, we'll summarize this. You summarize sort when I get done saying this one statement. If, if you look at this first part of this podcast and you go, I want to be more efficient, I want to have more time to achieve my goals, then keep listening. If you are the type of person that would, if you went through this, it would literally just be more time for you to be fucking useless then just turn the podcast off and move on because i think there's a i think there's a there's a percentage of people who literally if they had more time in their day at the end of their day it would just be filled with more shit if they became more efficient and had an extra hour of their day they're not going to use that hour in a positive way no oh, but i don't think very many of our listeners listeners are that way yeah. but i just wanted to i wanted to preface that because you need to if you're going to go through all of this work to make yourself more efficient and give yourself more time that time needs to be used in a positive way. Yeah. Even if that time is, is a mental, you know, detachment and relaxation and breathing and meditation or whatever it is. Yeah. Or even if it's an extra hour to spend, you know, with the kids, with the kids, quality time exactly. or extra time to guess what? Hey, you can make dinner two, three times a week. Yeah. Whatever it is, or, you know, increase, you know, add a side hustle. You know, it's, I mean, that's, that's for you, but it's for you to choose whether it's a positive or negative. Um, but that's, that's basically sort, and the value stream app is one way of doing it to be able to visually see what's added value in your life and what hasn't. But once you do the sort, you get to the next step is what's called straighten. So whatever remains, so after you got rid of the non-value-added items, you organize whatever remains by neatly arranging and identifying. So in manufacturing is the parts and tools for ease of use, but in your life... You take what you have and you start using it to plan your schedule out or the places that you need to go. Oh, here we go. So in the same manner, what is left over from your sorts, organize them in the schedule. And by schedule, it could be, I don't know what people use. I use a iCal because uh, I have Apple products. ICAL, Apple Notes, Apple this, Apple that. Hopefully you never leave your laptop at a fucking... I think Android probably has the same thing too. As... It doesn't because I don't... It, everything is a separate company. But when so... you have a calendar though, 
but so can you make multiple calendars in my your calendar, calendar I, my calendar would be gmail it would be a google calendar so yes it would link through but it would be something that ha- it would it would be logged into right yeah so like i'm on gmail on my macbook and i have G- uh, my google calendar on my yeah. phone but like my photos don't get uploaded to my computer my text messages don't get uploaded to my computer my emails would be on my computer, but only if they're on my email app, which I don't have. I don't use an email app on my computer. I use. I just log into my email, right? Okay. So yeah. Does that make sense? Which is fine, but people carry their phones probably you know ninety percent of the time, unless they're obviously you know working on an oil rig or something. Yeah. But use the the calendar on your phone. I I know personally with iCal is you can have, and even with a Microsoft uh, Outlook calendar. You can have multiple calendars in there, right? So yeah, use that to kind of shape your week. Um, even when I'm on my work calendar, I have, if I'm like, okay, today, in order to not be distracted, I need to work on these three items. I'll set aside one to two hour appointments on my calendar so that I'm not bothered so I can complete those tasks. Yeah. Um, so whether you use Apple Notes, Microsoft has you know, a note program as well. There's Airtable. That's an app that you can build an organizer. There's Mondays. Uh, Trello is one. Trello actually looks like a value stream app. Looks like a bunch of you can make a bunch of post-it notes and organize them. Okay. So there's a lot of tools out there, but basically, Straighten is very straightforward. Um, just take whatever's left over from your sort and you start putting them in place. And the best thing to do in your life is actually a schedule. If it's uh, material items. Obviously, you bring the stuff to goodwill that you don't need, and boom, you got the stuff that you really value and can use. So if it's like four cars, sure. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. So then it takes you to, you know, in manufacturing, the third step is, is shine, which means in the manufacturing side, once you get everything sorted and straightened out and you start putting these... uh these shadow boards up that we had talked about before. It also talks about dusting the equipment. So it's very important that we understand that, hey, just because after we sort things out and we put things into schedule, we also have to take care of the the simple things like shine, right? So in the physical sense, we also got to, okay, once we get a diet and all that stuff all set up and our workouts and all that, hey, you know what? It's you do have gym clothes like you. It goes back to what you talked about with okay, your shoes are out, your gym shoes are out, your gym clothes are laying out. So boom, you're ready to go to the gym, right? So don't be afraid to yeah, invest a little money in gym clothes. Or after you've gone through your closet, then organize it. After you've cleaned the trash out of your garage, then organize it. Yeah. After you've gone through your financials, then figure out where the extra money that you're going to save is going to go. Yep. And that's that's straightened. So, so we're oh, on. That's not in the shine. No. Oh, okay. So, what the shine is? This is where you get your your campaign. This is where you basically dust everything, and uh, picture what your lifestyle want is going to look like, and it can be going as stuff as going out and you know get a, get a freaking haircut. I don't know, but the the shine portion is you got your schedule set. You know, you want to have a little bit of fun with it. And you want to make it look good and you want to let people know that, hey, you know, I'm on this journey. And this is a point where I I hate social media posts, but sometimes it's good for people to put it out there and say, hey, I'm on this journey. I'm starting this and this is my 2023. These are my goals. Boom. Hey, any of my buddies that are out there, my 3 a.m. friends, hold me accountable. So that's your shine. Speaking of holding accountable. You know what I'm going to bring up? What were we going to learn this year, Martin? <laughs> Snowboarding, yes. Yeah. Yep, and there's plenty of snow out there right now, so. Plenty of fresh powder. So I just got to get out there. Yep. So, yeah, this, um, so I got a friend of mine that lives right down the street. So he's a guy that I usually go eat Korean with his family, and he's a firefighter, and he's, uh, yeah, he's got the board and equipment. And our goal was to get me onto a, a slope this year. So I think we brought it up in a previous podcast. So, yes, I still got a little bit of time yet. I'll get that done. All right. I'll be done. 
Um, so after you get the shine down, after you get your, your campaign, this is your plan. Now you have to go and standardize it because without any structure, the plan is going to be no good. So standardize or Sakitsu is in the manufacturing side. It's like scheduling, let's say regular cleaning and maintenance. So by conducting basically your sort, straighten and shine every day. So in the same way, so all the new value added things you just added to your calendar, now you're going to standardize them. So now you know when you're going to do things, right? So you're going to work out every morning at 5 a.m. Or maybe you're a person who's going to, you work for a shift and you're going to work out every day after work at 3 p.m. Make sure that's on your calendar. Or you're, you're one of those guys, and that's, that's a tough one. You get home from work, and either you, or you go right to the gym after work. But make sure you got that on your calendar and that you're doing it every day. And if it's okay that if, if you're going to miss a day, don't miss the second day. Just show up. Get, if you miss a day, and this is one thing that so many people have a hard time with, and I, and, and I really, really, this is whether it's a, a food change, whether it is a efficiency change, whether it is a workout change, whatever the change is that you're trying to encounter or, or, or make happen, I need you guys to understand that we all are fucking human and we all fuck up. And the minute that you fuck up, it's okay. Allow yourself to fuck up and get right back on the next day. Don't let one day off, whatever you're doing, turn into the whole rest of the year. The next day, hey, today we start again. Yeah. Yeah, so know when you do things. Just set, That's why that schedule is so important and start you know, living by that schedule. And then secondly is where do you do things? So tactically organize where you do things. Like I know, okay, you know, I hate to go back to the gym thing, but so every day I'm going to go to the gym that's five minutes away from me. And that's what I've said. I have a membership there. Boom. That's where I'm at. If I'm traveling, I have a travel membership to Planet Fitness. Nine out of ten times every location I go to will have a Planet Fitness. If there isn't, I look and see what's in the hotel or maybe, hey, this is a great time to go visit, uh, whether it's a Crunch Fitness, a LA Fitness or whatever. But you start doing that when you're planning vacations. Be like, you know, I'm on vacation for, let's say, three days. I'll get a one workout in or two workouts in then. And that's fine. Yep. You know, it keeps that habit going. Um, you know, restaurants or grocery stores or it's kind of like a, creating that efficient path when you leave your garage so that you're not, you know, going out four to five times wasting time and money and gas is like, okay, what stores do you shop at? And when do you do that? So for, for myself, I, I like going to Trader Joe's and for me to go to Trader Joe's, it's a half hour drive that I got to plan. It's a hot trip. Yeah. It's it, a while. So it's not like if I go to, you know, our local five minutes, you know, boom, I'm there. So I have to plan, okay, every two weeks I need to go there, which means I need to buy X amount of stuff when I'm there. It'll last me two weeks. And then I think, okay, while I'm headed on that trip, what other places do I hit that are in that area? And then I do that so that it's only a one-trip deal. Um, you know, do you need to stop at the bar or what restaurants do you go to? Okay, these restaurants I go to, I know how they prepare their food or how – I know I can order this on the menu that's going to, what, fit with my diet and lifestyle that, you know, I'm committed to. So that's how you set your, you know, where to do things. And then the third one is, who do you do things with? So if you're always, you know, and I see, it's kind of encouraging last week because I saw a couple of people that usually, when they get together, it's always a drinking thing and it's always posting about drinking thing. and now. They did a 180, posted that they're, they've stopped drinking, well, 90% for the year. Hey, I, that's good. That's, you know, that's a fucking, 90 is better than none, that's I guess. That's right. And, hey, we're not, you know, not going to drink this year. We're committed to you know, um, doing some good self-development and bettering themselves. Hey, that's awesome. That's perfect. That's so, all we want. That's all we can ask for. Yeah. So when we're talking about who do you do things with, goes back to what we talked about last time, is who do you surround yourself with? 
you know, if you're just hanging with people that are just, oh, I want to go to the bar this Friday or Saturday and just sit there and talk about how bad your job is or, you know, have no ideas on what to do in the next 10, 15 years, you know, guess what? You may be getting off your path and not really hitting your goals. So, you know, understand now you know when you're going to do things at a, on a regimented basis, where you do those things, but you really have to understand who you're going to do things with because if those people are going to pull you out of that schedule, then guess what? They're not going to help you out. You may have to honestly cut them off. So, which brings us to the last part is the self-discipline portion of this whole thing is sustain, is you want to create this lifestyle. So you, you have the tools now. You've sorted You've straightened it and organized it, and you've shined or created a campaign, and you've standardized your schedule of where you need to be, when you need to do those things, and who you're going to do those with. So now you have to make it a habit. So all you have to do is just do it. Do it every day. And like uh, you know, Paul and I were just talking about, is you got to be willing to fail forward. So you're, you're going to fail some days, which is okay. But you got to fail, it's called fail forward, is you just keep moving on. Okay, the next day, I'm going to do better. You know, just don't get into that rut where all of a sudden, well, I'll sneak some carbs, I'll sneak a donut here. And next thing you know, it's five straight days of eating like shit. And then you're just back on, you know, the old bandwagon again. Bad habits. So, so bottom line, I mean, if you follow these, here's, here's if you're doing pros and cons, here's all the pros, is you're already lit living an improved quality of life. That would be a given. Yep. Um, you're living a value-added lifestyle by getting rid of the things that aren't adding anything to your life. Third is physically you'll feel better overall, especially if this is a, you know, a lot of your goals are physical. Let's say, you know, like these, uh, these, these people that I was talking about, they quit drinking. Guess what? They're going to feel better. Guaranteed. So if you go to the gym, I've never heard a person leaving the gym unless they like injured themselves or tore a peck or something. You know, I never heard a person that came out of there and saying, Oh, I regretted that workout. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's while you're there. Like, why the fuck am I doing this? And then you're on, you're doing your cardio and you're like, I fucking hate this. And then you're, you're, you're doing your stretching. <laughs> like, Oh, this fucking hurts. And you're doing your lifting. And you're like, God damn it. This is so heavy. And then you walk out the front door and you go, Oh, I feel so fucking good right now. Yeah, I know. Like uh, w- one of our listeners, um, Todd, who is a friend of mine, we we he's an extremely um, what what's the word for it when somebody is is he's an extremely competitive individual, right? So like he'll push me to to do better and be better. And and this week I had I asked him if he wanted to do the bike on Thursday. And we didn't have a chance to do the bike on Thursday. Well, Friday is my heavy leg day. So I get done with my heavy legs and he's like, are we going to do the bike? And I was like, I guess. And man, I felt like I was going to fucking die. And we were on the sixth of eight rounds on that fucking bike. And we look at each other and we're like, I don't want to finish this. Like, I know I'm going to, but I really don't want to. He's like, yeah, if we quit, the only ones would know would be us. And we're just both like, yeah, and that's the worst. You know, that's the worst when we fucking know it's worse than anybody else knowing if we fucking quit with two rounds to go, I'll know. And I'll be pissed off at myself the rest of the day. And we finished, but man, it, it sucked. Like I, I'm really surprised I didn't puke that day. Yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah, there's no regrets coming out of that. Cause even even when I talked to Todd, it's like, oh, that was, that was horrible. Cause I started with bike right away, but guess what? I've never heard Todd or anybody else leave the gym. And saying is like, oh, I re- feel so bad that I came in. Yeah, I feel so I bad that that workout here. sucked. Yeah. That was a hard workout. I wish I would have never came in. Yeah. Nobody's ever said no, that. Not so, after. Just during. But everybody, you know, if you've gone out drinking the whole night before, what happens the next day? Oh, you got to pay. It's like it's like spending money on a credit card. Oh, then yeah. you got to pay that shit back. It's the same thing. And they're like, and everybody that I've heard in history has been like, oh, mm-hmm. I wish I wouldn't. I'm, I'm never going to drink again. And then what happens, you know, a week later? They're back to it again in the same vicious cycle. So, um, you know, when you feel better overall, what happens? Your body gets in better shape. Your self-confidence starts going up. And you start feeling better, too, about these accomplishments. It's kind of going back to 
you know, Admiral McRaven saying that, hey, if you just make your bed in the morning, you've done an accomplishment for that day. It makes you feel good that you got something done. Confidence comes from competence. Exactly. Exactly. And then fewer mistakes are going to be made. So in manufacturing, when you have a consistent process like this, guess what? There are mistakes, but I'm looking now at, you know, hey, we're hitting a target of 98% to 99 accuracy versus when you don't have a process. I've seen it as bad as, you know, 50 to 65% accuracy, which is horrible. Think about all that waste. So in your life, guess what? You're going to make a mistake. Like I said, hey, you may be like, ah, you know, I had a, I had a milkshake or I had some candy here. But you start doing that fewer and fewer when you stick to that regimen, that schedule, and that discipline. Um, you're going to get improved morale because you feel better about yourself. Um, you know, you're going to have better finances. You're going to have more finances available to you to do the things that you want. So, um, or in manufacturing, we call it better asset utilization. So it means that we're using everything that we want. We're getting the ROI on the equipment that we purchase to make the product with. Um, and last one is kind of, to me, it's like the biggest shine and the biggest example is an enhanced image to everyone around you. Everyone around you is going to notice that change. And if you've been doing it for a long time, everyone around you is, you know, whenever they're talking about you, is always going to be, well, it's either going to be they're people that don't get into self-discipline are going to be basically saying negative things about you. Oh, Paul. Yeah. The guy's addicted to the gym. That's all he thinks about is working out and all that stuff. And then you look at him and they're what, the, the, the chip-sucking, you know, beer-sucking, out-of-shape, sweaty, stinky human being. And the people that, though, are like, are on that path that, be like, that may not be as, as far up as you will be like, gosh, look at that. That's inspiring, man. That dude's in there every day kicking ass. That's what I want to be like, and that's why I'm in here. You know, there's a couple of guys at the gym that, you know, one guy's only been lifting for, what, a little over a year? And he's got questions, but he sees everybody that's been in there, and he asks questions, and he's like, oh, man, I wish I was there. And then all you can tell him is like, dude, you've only been at this for a little over a year, and you're in your low 30s. So you got a lot of time to just become a beast here. So, and that just, every day, just see that person, you know, be more inspired by other people. So... It's, uh, you know, that makes a huge difference. You can tell who's on the path. You can tell who's got self-discipline. You can tell who's got that self-confidence, true self-confidence from, you know, being disciplined versus the people that, you know, talk the talk. You know, I see a lot of the guys with the, uh, the t-shirts, the, the American fighter t-shirts. Oh no! And now, yeah, and that are airboxing in the middle of nowhere. You my know? God, it's not even those anymore. Now it's the rock fucking t-shirts. Nobody cares. Work harder, and you look at him. Like, oh, you're the not rock working t-shirts. That fucking hard. I promise. Yeah. I can tell you're not hard. You're not the hardest worker in the room. Your shirt says you are, but you're not. Yeah. So it's like going in public. It's like, all right, dude, dude, did you have to? You look like you're on a date with your woman, and you're wearing that American fighter t-shirt. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Was that? Are you advertising something? Yeah. So, so hopefully that, you know, hopefully you can, you're able to organize those, those five S pillars and, uh, yeah, I can go back on this podcast and I'm going through my closet when I get home. You, you, you inspired me to go through your closet, me to go through my closet and get rid of all the shit. I don't fucking need anymore. (laughs) I'm doing it. Oh, well, I got I know I've needed to do it for a while. Cause you gotta do, you gotta do it every few years. You do. You just have to go through and just shit changes and you're like, oh yeah, I don't need that shit anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, I got a buddy that owns a lot of property, and he's a collector of Jeeps. He's a collector of all kinds of things. He collects four-wheelers and whatnot. And then it was just, he called me the other day. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm just going to get rid of, uh, I don't need all these Jeeps. I'm not going to take them with me. And I'm getting older now, and he's a retired police officer. He's like, you know what? I want to be more mobile. I don't need all this stuff. This no. stuff has just been sitting there. So he's, yeah, going through and doing the sort on his material stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. mobile. Mobile is great, especially when when you're the type of person that wants to travel. You want to see places. You want to be able to, fuck, man, you want to spend months in the south, in the warm, in the winter, you know? Yeah, it's me. I know. 
after after last weekend it's a little bit me too i wish i wish that i had a transient career where i could kind of do it from wherever do and, just at the ocean dude yeah for three days three three, three days, days more than i got right now man yeah you're fair that's fair <laughs> but still like i get you know set vacation a year and that's it so yeah if i could do my job from somewhere else it would be a lot different but, yeah. Well, think about the parties you were talking about, the exercise parties. Yeah. Well, I'd like to have, you know, well, instead of also an exercise party, you should have vacation parties celebrating being disciplined. Oh, my God. There's only a, a certain amount of people Mexico. that I could travel with, though. There's only a certain well, people that I could travel Well, you got to separate with. everybody in their own. That's own fair. Rooms. That's fair. But, man, <laughs> I've got some good friends who I I consider them good friends, but there is no fucking way I'm traveling with them. <laughs> it's doing all inclusive place there you go all right i think that is a wrap for this week and uh i hope you guys go back and and sort through and and make some changes make some improvements every we always talk about what to do right we're going to change the diet we're going to improve the exercise we're going to lift for strength we're going to lift for size we're going to get our cardio on track we're going to do all these things but this the five s's is is the how how do we do it And that's what Martin put forward today was really the steps to go through the change that you want to change. That's a wrap. 